For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Mike Warby, the head of the University of Arizona's Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology, and an expert in the genetics of viruses. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Tim. The virus everyone is talking about right now is a coronavirus, so we were hoping that you could give us a little perspective on it. First, it's not the coronavirus, it's a coronavirus, right? That's right, yeah, and it's officially been given uh, the name now SARS coronavirus 2 because it's closely related to the SARS virus uh, of 2003-2004. But there are other seasonal coronaviruses uh, that circulate and cause the common cold. Oh, so the common cold is actually a coronavirus. Yeah, it's caused by a number of different viruses, including some coronaviruses. One of the things you do is trace the origin of viruses through their genetics. Do we know enough about this virus yet to understand whether it really came from Wuhan, China, where it was first detected, or how it arose? We know quite a few things already from, from the gene sequences. It does look like it, it came from uh, Wuhan or Hubei province in general. How exactly it crossed from animals into humans is still an open question, but there's a, a virus that was sampled in a bat several years ago that's 96% similar to this one. Uh, 40 or 50 years back, that bat virus and this current coronavirus shared a common ancestor. And the other really key thing that is clear from the gene sequences is the following. So if you look at all of the gene sequences uh, recovered from uh, victims of this outbreak, they're all almost identical. The fact that they're all the same shows us that there was a point source, and, and you can date it from these uh, evolutionary trees to sometime around the end of November, beginning of December, and the virus has been a very efficient human-to-human -human transmitter since then. Is this a virus that will back off or die off in the spring? And if so, does it come back in the fall looking very much the same? Will it go to the Southern Hemisphere for their yeah. winter? We don't know yet. A lot of respiratory viruses actually do die off in the summer, and it's possible that we'll see some decline in transmission of this virus in the summer. The, the caveat there is when some of these respiratory viruses, like a new flu virus, jumps from the animal species into humans, that's often the exception to the rule of this uh, decline in cases in the summer because there's so little immunity these brand new viruses are able to find uh, susceptible hosts a little easier uh, and don't always die off in the summer. What are some of the things that might be possible to do to slow this down? One very interesting development uh, is what's happened in China, where you had tens of thousands of cases uh, before things were really uh, understood. At that point, the government came in and, and took some really quite draconian measures to isolate people who were infected and to to create social distancing so that you put some space between people who are infected or potentially infected and, and other people. They pretty much shut the country down, as, as people know. I was talking to a former student of mine who's a professor in Nanjing. His university has been closed for two months and, and there's no indication when it will open back up. But that has driven the epidemic into the ground there. What exactly are you and your group working on right now with it? Um, so I've been um, analyzing these gene sequences as they've been published. 
and doing things like these analyses to date just from the virus sequences themselves, what's the most likely time uh, of the common ancestor of the viruses in this outbreak? When did it share an ancestor with these closely related viruses that we find in bats? Uh, That kind of thing. We've designed what are called PCR primers. PCR is the way that we take trace amounts of genetic material and amplify it up to amounts large enough to sequence and analyze. Uh, and, and so we're, we're planning to take environmental samples, so samples from uh, surfaces, doorknobs, that kind of thing that infected people might be touching to see if we can find evidence of this virus in Tucson before clinical cases are identified. Thanks for coming in, Mike. Thank you very much. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.